Tuesday, we begin to talk about that uh, little widow woman who uh, came in contact with a judge who regarded not, who feared not God, regarded not man, but because of her continual coming, she broke the silence of this uh, judge who said, I better avenge this woman lest by her continual coming she weary me. We all understood the fact, or hopefully we did, that one of the greatest things about faith is faith never stops. Faith is not rooted in a foundation that's dug into the center of the earth, but faith is mobile. Faith is always moving. Faith is not static. Faith, faith does not just remain somewhere, but faith is a very productive thing. We talked a little bit about the fact of how much faith that we place in certain things in life such as our cars and light switches and water faucets, etc., etc., etc. We talked about how that really, if we would boil it all down, many of us are guilty of placing more faith in the things of this world than we really are having faith in God. It's easy for us to believe we're going to eat when we got a wallet full of money. But sometimes it's hard for us to understand where our next meal is going to come from when the wallet is empty or when the brook grows dry. And so we talked about that for a little bit. We read some scriptures of faith. We read some passages of the word of the Lord that pertain to faith. But uh, I, I want to take us a little bit further tonight. I want you in your mind, if we can quickly come back to speed and realize and uh, recollect the times that uh, we see the disciples after they have finally been schooled by the Master. Brother Elder preached about it last Sunday morning. There was a time that they came back and they were all excited and said, Oh God, uh, the devils were subject unto uh, your name and on and on. And we did this and we did that and we did the other. And Jesus said, You ought to rejoice that your name is written down. Because the Lord knew in a few more days their so-called brook was going to go dry. We find another time the disciples come back and they look like they've been in a 12-rounder with Holyfield or Riddick Bow or Tyson. I don't want to talk about him. He's a rapist. Uh, whoever. Ali. Bill Carroll. Now let me, get, let me get really tough. Nova Carol. You see the disciples coming back in Scripture. And, and if, we could, if we could see 
what they looked like spiritually. Their eyes were busted. Their nose was about that wide across their face. Their lips were swole. They weren't strutting and talking trash. They come back dragging it. They, they, they weren't cocky and they weren't arrogant and they weren't being a braggart and they didn't come running back to Jesus and say, Hey, uh, I want you to know, man, we tore the devil up today. They came back because they ran into a devil they couldn't whip. Now, y'all don't worry about what's going on up here. Everything's fine. They're just getting the key. Come on, relax. And Jesus said to them, These kind cometh out only but by prayer and fasting. We finally see the disciples that uh, we see a change in their life. We see all of them, instead of just being a follower, we see their ministries begin to develop when they go out and really do exploits in their master's name. Not because of anything less than the fact that they finally and ultimately really got a revelation of the power that was in the Word of God and that helped them to have faith in the Word of God. Before you ever do anything for God, before you're going to see miracles and before you're going to see signs and wonders, you're going to have to get a revelation of the Word of God that the Word will never, ever fail. I am here to tell you tonight, if your faith if you choose to build your faith on emotion, one day the river or the brook of emotion will run dry. If you build your faith on personality, or if you build your faith on the opinion of another, or if you build your faith on the emotion of a meeting, there will come a day that the person no longer will be, and the meeting will no longer be, and the emotion no longer will be. And if your faith is built on that, then your faith no longer will be. Is this making sense? Now, uh, I'm not worried about the fight. I just want to make sure you follow me. You don't navigate your boat by a meteor. You don't get out on the ship and find the brightest falling star and say, I think that's how I'm going to navigate. You don't build your faith in men. You don't build your faith in an evangelist. You better build your faith in the Word. Because when you build it in the Word, you build it in God. Because the Word is God. 
Hallelujah. I am here to tell you tonight. I've seen a lot of people build a lot of faith in a lot of things. And I've seen all of those things go dry. I'm going to tell you something. If Elijah's faith would have been in the brook... And if his faith would have been in the raven, there would have come a time that his faith ran because the brick dried up and the ravens quit coming. I want to preach to you tonight. Some people have a lot of faith when everything's going good in their life. Some people, it's easy for them to believe and it's easy for them to trust when they got a job, when they got a good car, when they've got good clothes, when they've got a good relationship in their marriage, when their children's going good. But if your faith is built on things, one day those things will not be what they are right now. And if your faith is only on that, it's all going to crumble. But I want to preach to you tonight. If your faith is not just in the brook, but the maker of the brook, if your faith is not just in the raven, but in the creator of the raven, I'm here to tell you what, when the brook dries up and when the raven cannot fly, God will be there and say, get up and get over to Zarephath. I'm fixing to pour my blessings out on you. Now, let's jump around in Scripture. Well, God talked to me tonight. Man, there's some stuff I'm excited about. Hallelujah. What was it that Elijah told Elisha after Elisha had bugged Elijah so much? Excuse me for spitting on you there, brother. So much like that little widow woman did to the unjust judge. What was it that, Eli that Elisha, Elijah finally turned around to Elisha and asked him? I'll tell you what it was. So what do you want? Every time Elijah turned around, there was Elisha. Get up here and help me. Be Elisha. Can you be Elisha? I'm Elijah. Every time Elijah turned around, there's Elisha. If Elijah went to the left and stopped, there was Elisha. If you went to the right and turned around, there was Elisha. Elijah said, you stay here on this side. i got to go over there and minister. Stay here. And so Elijah would take off and he would cross the river and he'd turn around to give instruction to Elisha and there was Elisha. Elijah would lay down at night and he would lay down in the sand underneath the stars and he would go to roll over. And there was Elisha. He'd wake up in the morning, go to yawn and stretch, and there was Elisha. And finally he said, Elisha, what do you want? What do you want, Elisha? Double portion. He didn't say it like that. Here you go. 
He said, I want twice what you've got. And Elijah said, well, I'll tell you what, boy. You're bugging me. Everywhere I go, you're there. Because I'll tell you what. If you see me when I go, then you can get it. If you're there after the enthusiasm is wore down, if you're there after the revival is over, if you're there after the conference, if you're still there when I'm no longer rebuking Jezebel and it's just me and the buzzards out in the desert, if you can handle it in the tough time, if you're still there and see me go, then you can have it. You ever promise your kid something? You ever you ever tell tell a kid, okay, yeah, we'll go get an ice. Daddy, can we have an ice cream? Yeah, yeah, we'll go get an ice cream today. Two minutes later, hey, Dad, whoa, whoa, do you? We're gonna go get an ice cream. Yeah, kid, I told you we're gonna go get an ice cream. Okay, ha, we're going to get an ice cream, everybody. Everybody's going to get an ice cream. Ice cream, everybody's going to eat ice cream. 30 seconds later, yo, Dad, hey. Dad, what? Are you going to get me an ice cream? I told you three times the last five minutes, yes. Well, how come I ain't got an ice cream yet? Look, son, we'll get an ice cream when we go get an ice cream. I got things to do, okay? All right, Dad. Hey, Dad, are you through yet? Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. A child has faith in their parents. A child does not accept the fact that my daddy would ever tell me a lie. You tell your son, boy, I'm going to go give you an ice cream. That is etched in granite in the heart of a child. I'm, I'm, some of us, we don't read the book like we need to read it. When my father tells me he is going to heal my body, I'm just going to tell him, hey, you're not going to lie to me. My God, some of us need to start reminding him of what he told us. Some of you, instead of just sitting back and saying, well, if God wants to heal me, then I guess he'll heal me. Well, why don't you say that about eating? Well, if God wants me to eat, I guess he'll come and feed me. Yep. That's why all of us are anorexic here tonight. I saw a dude in the mall a few weeks ago, a couple months ago. I was with my wife. This dude was a keeper. Full grown brother. Totally mature. He was out there. A tent. And on his shirt, it said, I am whipping that anorexic devil.
<laughs> I said, right on, man. I like to. <laughs> we have the attitude, well, if, if God wants to answer my prayer, then I guess he'll come and do it. If, if God's going to give me a job, I'll just sit here on food stamps for 40 years until he wants to give me a job. No. We got to start having faith like the little child that says, Hey God! Oh! Hey God! Hi! It's me again. I know I just talked to you about 15 seconds ago, but I just got a thought. God, it ain't going to take you no, another 15 seconds to answer my prayer. You are my dad. You are my father. I, I can't do it on my own, God. I've got faith, total faith in you. I know you'd never lie to me. Hallelujah. So there ain't no sense in me being sick anymore. There's not no sense in me just going through this anymore. There's no sense in me suffering anymore. There's no sense in me being a beggar anymore. I just kind of believe, God, that maybe the reason you hadn't done it is because you hadn't heard me yet. So I want to remind you again, right down here, God, here it, Hutch, right here. Might as well go ahead and avenge her lest by her continual coming. You know when them boys usually get their ice cream cone? After you say, my God, I'm going to drive 100 miles to stuff an ice cream cone down his throat just to shut him up. Oh. Do you know what Jesus said in his word? He said, I watch over my word. I watch over his word to perform it. If we could but understand tonight that God is looking over his word, waiting for somebody to stand on it and say, okay, God, you're my father. You're not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. God, I'm going to the doctor in the morning, but the doctor's going to know that I am healed because your word right here says, and with your stripes, I am healed. I am telling you tonight, there is a big difference between faith and hope. Faith never quits. Faith is like a shadow that clings to God. Elijah did everything he could to ditch Elisha. Everything he could. You read the, you read the scripture. He told him, you stay here. I got to go over there. He told him, you stay here. You remain here. I go yonder. Tarry here. I go thence. But Elisha was there. Just He was like a second skin. What are you preaching about? I am preaching about the tenacity of faith. I am preaching about what are we going to do if our hope, if our faith is based on anything else than the Word of God. What if our faith is just based on this service tonight? What are we going to do when the service is over? What if our faith is just based on a certain song? What are we going to do when the song's not sung again? If our faith is just based on a personality of an individual, what are you going to do when the individual is gone? I am telling you what you'll do. You'll do nothing. But if your faith is built on the Word of God, heaven and earth may pass away, but the Word's going to remain. Let the brick dry up. 
Let the birds fly south. But God's not going to fail me. He's not going to lie to me. God is going to perform his word. So you know the story how finally Elijah got there. Whirlwind, chariot of fire. <laughs> There's Elisha. Whoa. Whoa. I don't know if you think those Bible characters were saints and had halos and stuff. They were people like you and I. They had expression and emotion. They weren't sticking the muds. Jesus Christ was not some sour, dour-faced, lemon-faced, sour individual. Some of think you live for God, you got to be like a saint. Come on, I, I believe Elisha went, went, went off. Ha, I believe, wow, check that dude go. Woo. That's what I would do. I don't know why. Maybe you just sit here and just nod like you're nodding at me. Maybe, maybe you just sit here tonight and say, whoa, hallelujah. Hmm. Something happened. Elisha, he, he, he was torqued. And all of a sudden, the Bible says, sitting there checking it out. He said, come on, Elijah. You better not lie. Elijah, don't forget the mantle. And out of the heavens, here it came. And I can see Elisha chasing it in the wind. But you know what we Pentecostals are guilty of? I'll tell you what we're guilty of. Well, come on. We got the mantle. Oh, come on. Help me shout a little bit. Come on. We got the mantle. We got the mantle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're the church here in town that's got the mantle. Whoa, whoa. We talk tough and talk big and say, yeah, we got the mantle. Oh, yeah, it's right there. Yeah, this is the church. We're the people of the name. Come on in these doors. We'll show you, man. We got the mantle. We got the mantle. Hey, come on. Let's have church tonight. Come on. We got the mantle. Ring around the mantle. Ring around the mantle. Ooh, hallelujah. Ring around the mantle. Now, what, what am I talking about? I'm talking about when we're singing songs like, thank God for the blood, and we get all worked up about it, but we refuse to let it work in our life and go home with the same sickness, the same disease, and the same unanswered prayers. I'm talking, that's nothing more than ring around the mantle. Amen. 
All blow, no go. I'm boring some of y'all, and I'm really sorry for that. Elisha and his journey all the way to this spot was some of the most insignificant time that you will ever read about Elisha. If Elisha would have just jumped and danced and shouted because the mantle fell, what stories would have been written about Elisha? What miracles would have been performed if all could have been said about Elisha was he got the mantle from Elijah? What did Jesus say when the eyes of his disciples were bugged out, when the dead was raised to life, when the lame began to walk, when the blind saw, when the deaf heard, when the dumb talked. What did Jesus say unto them as they stood looking uh, with, with, with just uh, flabbergasting all over their face? Uh, they were shocked and amazed. What did Jesus say? He said, these things uh, and greater shall you do Jesus Christ did not want his disciples to have their faith built only on the earthly ministry of the fleshly tabernacle. But Christ knew if I can ground their faith in the word of God, even when I am gone, they're going to do greater than I have done. These things and greater shall ye do. And you know how we're trying to get them done? I got the mountain. When Elisha picked up the mantle and walked back to Jordan for himself, it was the greatest walk Elisha ever took. Because standing in front of the water that another had just parted with a mantle in his own hand, this time he, in authority, lifted his head to the heavens and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And he smote the waters and the waters rolled back and the rest is history. I'm preaching to some of you tonight with the anointing of God in your life and a desire to do something for God and a burning something in your heart that says, my God, I want to do something for the Lord. I'm here to tell you, you better pick up the mantle in the name of Jesus Christ and get yourself to the water and begin to call on the Lord and let God come on the scene. I am preaching to you tonight. It is time for the church to recognize that God doesn't just want us dancing around a burning bush. Why don't we do something about it and get people out of Egypt? Praise God. Let's love the Lord together right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says these signs shall follow them that what? 
believe. Believe what? The word. Believe what? That their father's not a liar. Believe what? That he is going to perform that which he has spoken. Believe what? That he is able to finish that which he has begun. Believe what? That they are now the sons of God. Believe what? That right now I am the ambassador of Jesus Christ. Believe what? That I am doing right now what Jesus would do if he was here in the flesh. Believe what? Believe that I'm not just a pilgrim anymore. I'm going to tell you something. When I was baptized, I ceased just being Stephen Buxton. I became Stephen Buxton, Jesus Christ. I took on his name. I've been baptized into his body. You can walk around here on your earthly name if you want to. But I say, why don't you pick up the mantle of anointing that God has dropped for the church and say, my God, I believe. I'm going to start walking around here in the authority of my Father. My Father owns all of this. My Father calls it all into being and allow the Spirit of God to flow out of your life through faith. Oh, I'm telling you when you're grounded in the word when you're built upon the word when your faith is on the word if there ain't an organ if there ain't a piano if there's not a drum if there's not a guitar you can still have a holy roller fit you can have church and the glory of God's gonna fall Elijah's faith was built on the word that's why he mocked the prophets of Baal. That's why he taunted them. That's why he made fun of them. He, he played all day long with false prophets. Cry a little louder, maybe he's asleep. Holler a little louder, maybe he's on vacation. Why don't you cut yourself a little bit deeper? There's not enough blood there. He mocked, Why? Because he knew his faith wasn't going to be on how much support was on his side. His faith wasn't in the choir that was fixing to sing. His faith wasn't in the organ and the piano that was fixing to go. His faith wasn't in the banjo and the tambourine and the flute and the harp and the sackman and the psalter and the dulcimer and all other kinds of music. His faith was not in the tempo of the song. His faith was not in the song leader, his ability or inability or hers. His faith was not in the leadership. His faith was in nothing but God. And when he stood out there and lifted his hands and said, Now, God. See, we are, we are programmed, and I'm going to tell you something, some of us preachers are guilty of programming our people to response. And we, we become Pentecostal organ grinders. You know? Then pretty soon the monkey jumps up and we think it's church. Come on, I, I know this is kind of humorous tonight, but you're going to get, I want you to get the message. Hello? Our faith more often is 
is, is more in a, in a B3 of Hammond and a screaming Leslie Speaker and tempo. I know you ain't running the aisles right now, and I don't expect nobody to be running the aisles right now. I just want you to be listening. But what are you going to do when the organ breaks? What are you going to do when the Leslie blows up? What are you going to do when Brother Carriker gets a croup and he gets hoarse? What are you going to do when Brother Bill breaks his legs and he can't do the, the frog or whatever that is he does? What are you going to do when Sister Kim's not here and she doesn't strut and shout? What are you going to do when the brook dries up? What are you going to do when the raven quits flying? I'm here to tell you your faith is built on the Word of God. You know if all the pews are empty, if you can just find two or three and get them together in the name of the Lord Jesus, your Father's not going to lie. He said where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. I'm here to tell you, why don't we start having faith in God and faith in His Word? Instead of coming down here to get prayed for, come down here and get your healing. Instead of walking through those doors that come to church, why don't you walk in here to have church? Instead of lifting your hands just to lift your hands, why don't you lift them to hand on to the hands of God? Instead of just singing because you know the song, why don't we start singing in faith that God, the spirit of this song, is going to bust in my heart and the glory is going to fall. Ooh, I feel like we ought to lift our hands right now and touch God and love God. God can be touched here. Woo! Hallelujah! You don't need a song. You don't need music. You don't need an instrument. All you need is faith in God. And you can have church. My God, right now you can lift your hands and talk in tongues. You can lift your hands right now and feel the glory of God. I feel God right now. Well, bush on fire, not consumed. Bible said Moses turned aside to see. That's the most important thing Moses did besides being awake to see. He turned aside and realized something's in here for me. I could preach on the importance of turning, but I'm not going to do it right now. But I'm going to tell you something. As a child of God, you better learn the importance of being able to turn your emotions and turn your attention and turn your affection on Him. You better understand the importance of learning how to turn. Turn off the dishes at home and turn off the bills on the table and turn off whatever's going on and turn aside and say God right now in this service there is something here for me there is something in the song there is something in this message there's something in this testimony Moses had enough foresight to turn aside to see 
voice comes speaking out of the bush. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. The ground you stand upon is holy ground. And God began to speak to Moses that I've heard the cry of my people in Egypt. I want you to go tell Pharaoh that I am that I am said let my people go. And if you read the word of God close, you will understand what happened between God and Moses then. Moses started saying, God. I can't even I can't even I can't even I can't even well, you know, God, I can't talk. I got a problem. I. Well, God, you know, I stutter. I know a man that can't talk. He can't talk without stuttering. But if he goes to singing, he sings like a bird. Never misses a lick. And God said, hey, Moses. What's in your hand? Moses says, oh. A rod. God said, throw it down. Sure. And turn into a serpent. Begin to swim on the sand. God said something else, and Moses did it that a lot of us just read past and don't think about. God said, okay, now pick it up. That'd make me stutter. <laughs> whoa, 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 wait a minute, God. Why don't you pick it up for me? God said, pick it up. Moses picked it up. It became a rod again. Moses said, hey, or God said, hey, Moses, put your hand inside your vesture. And so Moses did. God said, pull it out. He pulled it out. It was leprous. type of sin God said put it back inside your vesture he did pull it out he pulled it out it was clean like a baby was God trying to impress Moses with his ability was God trying to baffle Moses with his power was God trying to impress him with magic or with tricks no what was God trying to tell Moses God was trying to tell Moses, Moses, what you are in the flesh don't matter. I don't care if you stutter. I don't care if you're messed up. It's not your ability that's going to do it. 
I just need a man that's going to have faith that when I tell him my people's coming out, he's going to say, God's people's coming out. God's people's coming out. I am here to tell you tonight, God does not need our talent. He does not need our ability that cannot press, impress God. But what is going to impress God is somebody that has raw gut faith that says, God, I may not be able to carry a tune in a bucket, but if you tell me I'm fixing to lead the choir, I'm fixing to lead the choir, and they're going to sing like angels can't sing. I'm here to tell you, we're guilty of leaning on our own faith, on our own flesh. You put no confidence in the flesh. You don't trust what you are. You don't trust who you are. You just trust your father that he sits high and looks low. You just trust it. If it's in the book, that settles it. You can write it down. It's finished. I want him to know tonight. I believe every word you every word you said. Pilate wrote an inscription over Jesus Christ's cross. King of the Jews. You'll read your Bible. Boy, this got a hold of me not too long ago. Some of the Pharisees and, and the, the, the priests. Some of the Jewish leaders and rabbis came to Pilate and said, Pilate, I want you to alter the writing and say, He saith he is the king of the Jews. And Pilate said, What is written is written. Oh, God. I don't, I don't care how they want to try and rewrite it. I don't care how they want to alter it. I don't care if they want to say, well, they say this is the Word of God. I'm here to tell you, it is the Word of God. I don't care if they want to say, well, they say He is God. I'm here to tell you, He's God whether you say it or not. He's God whether they say it or not. He's God. I don't care. I don't care. He is God. And my faith is in Him. My faith is in His Word. My faith is in the fact that I am right now the Son of God. And I believe believe in him oh let's worship him right now let's love God let's love him let's love him let's love him oh come on somebody help me love God I don't care if nobody agrees with you. As long as you got book, you stand on it and say, Father, you don't lie. Yeah, but look at this x-ray. Uh-uh, look at the blood. Yeah, but read the doctor's report. No, 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 no. Read Isaiah 53. Yeah, but the brook dried up, huh? But the maker of the brook is still there. Where's the raven, huh? I'm not concerned where the raven is. I just want to know where the creator of the raven is. Ooh. 
Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you tonight, some of us need to start proving Him. Some of us need to start trying Him. Some of us need to start commanding Him and saying, Oh God, I am going to stand on this Word and there ain't enough hound dogs in hell to drag me off of it. Though He slay me, yet will I trust Him. The skin worms, they may eat this flesh. But I'm still going to see him. I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him. How do we receive faith? Well, we're going to look at that in a minute, but I want you to know, you've got to recognize how important faith is. The Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. Can I be very candid with you tonight? Unbelief is sin. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now how are you going to sit there and convince me that you can live a sight walk, low life, low living, mully grubbing, and tell me you're pleasing God? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So how can you not have faith and please God? Why live in the bondage of fear and doubt and unbelief and convince yourself you're pleasing God? Without faith, it is impossible. It's impossible to please God. Jesus made it mandatory that we must have faith. He commanded men. He said, have faith in God so if, if this isn't so we're breaking his law and to break his law is to commit sin that's why I'm telling you tonight your faith you better not have it built on how fast they're running how high they're jumping how, how deep they can put a bite mark in the wall if you're going to pick out a spiritual hero you better pick one out with gray in his temple you better not try and pattern your life over a flash in the pan or a falling star or a shooting star or a meteorite or a meteor shower. I know a lot of people that are quick to jump and run and scream and holler. But as soon as the water in the brook starts getting down to a trickle, they done lost everything they had. Listen, I, I pastored long enough to know. I, I don't believe half the stuff people come and tell me, oh, that was great and all that was good and all that. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, we'll see about that in about five years. I mean, I appreciate it and all that. I, want you to, I'm not, I appreciate it, but we'll see. I'm, I'm not concerned how fast you can run tonight. I want to know how fast can you run in the middle of the famine. I want to know how high, how high you can jump when the raven ain't been around in a few days. Have faith in God. In God. Who never fails who never changes. 
in God whom which there is no variableness nor shadow of turning if your faith is in God every brook in the world can go dry but you know he is the source of all life he is the wellspring there is a river inside of me and if the raven don't fly the manna's gonna fall if the manna don't fall the quail's gonna come if the quail don't come the pheasant will come but I know this I've been young and now I'm old but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor has seen ever picking for bread I'm here to tell you when your faith is in the word of God let the brook go dry but God's still there Woo! hallelujah Thank God I can drive a nice car tonight and I'm thankful for it. But I'm telling you, my faith is not in that car because if I got to walk, I know God's still there. Praise God on high. Oh, hallelujah. I guess I'm preaching to myself again. I need this. I sure wish you was preaching this to me, Brother Elder. Because you'd get down and just smear it all in my head. And I, that's what I need. It's easy to give faith promise when we got it. But that ain't faith promise. That's an offering. Faith promises when the brook's dry. And you say, okay, God. You either bring the money to cover this thing or they're going to have to learn how to dribble this dude. So then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You will only go as far in faith as you are in knowledge of the word of God. I know I'm talking about another part of faith tonight. You, you, we all like it when we're talking. When I'm telling these tales that God's done, and I could tell stories and all that, and all of us we'd be jumping and screaming and running right now. Oh, I could tell. I could tell you about Dan the man and and other things that I've seen happen. I could tell you about that. But sometimes we get our faith built on that more than we do the Word. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You can only walk in far, as far in faith as you can walk in the word. If you don't know the word, you can't know faith. Hello? I mean, you just can't pack Acts 2.38 under one armpit and John 3.16 under the other and call yourself a Bible scholar because you can talk in tongues and get... What are you going to do after you've taken, what are you going to do after you've exhausted both of those scriptures? All right. 
you're going to walk in faith, you better learn how to walk in the Word. If you're going to stretch, step out there and step out on a limb of faith, you better make sure you got enough Word underneath you to hold you up. Because what's going to happen when the brook grows dry? What's going to happen when the raven don't fly? A carnal, fleshly person never lives in the realm of faith. Because the Word of God and our spiritual condition has everything to do with how we receive faith. Adam and Eve put more faith in a devil's lie than most people put in the Word of God. What are you saying? I'm saying the only way that you can see in faith is look through the glasses of the Word of God. Now I want to tell you something. If faith ever ventures outside the Word of God, it ain't faith. It's that blab it and grab it doctrine. It's that pie in the sky and eat it too, Reverend Ike and Coder business. As long as you can look through the Word, then you can have faith. As long as you got the Word underneath you, then you can take a stand. I'm here to tell you tonight, we better have enough Bible behind us and beneath us and inside of us if we're going to walk in faith. Somebody said amen. amen. Jesus meant everything He said when He declared, Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe, and that ye shall receive them and ye shall have them. He went on and said, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. How are you going to have faith in a prayer like that unless you know the Word states it? But if you got the book, if you got the Word, you can step out there and talk. Faith reaches out and touch God. Prayer asks faith takes God I want it well get it the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent what they take it they take it by force what do you mean they pester Elijah they're a second skin they berate the unjust judge and say, okay, go ahead and just sit up there and not say nothing to me. But I'm going to come back every day till you get sick and tired of seeing me. It's like a little child that said, you told me you was going to take me hunting. You told me you was going to take me fishing. How come the plug ain't in the boat? How come the motor ain't cranked? What's the deal? You have trouble hitching it up? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, how many times can I show it to you in the Scripture? I'm boring some of y'all to death. I'll let you go in a few minutes. But how many times in Scripture did Jesus Christ say, According to your faith, so be it unto you. According to your faith. He didn't say according to the ability of the choir or according to the temple or the song or according to the fervor of the 
the pitch, according to the screaming of the voice, according to the rocking of the organ, according to the thumping of the drum. He said, according to your faith, so be it unto you. Because your faith ain't going to affect me. Because if you have it, that's good for you. But what yours ain't going to get a hold of me. If I sit here with no faith. Same time, you can sit there dead. And you don't, but I'm just using you for an example. You can sit there dead, and I can sit right next to you, and I can have a Holy Ghost pipeline right over my head. And you may look, keep looking over there and say, my God, what in the world's wrong with that guy? Nothing's wrong with me. According to my faith, so be it unto me. <laughs> That's why it can't get dead in church unless you let it. That's why there ain't no such thing as dead church. Except there's dead people in it. According to your faith, so be it unto you. Some of you sitting here looking at me tonight saying, My God, he's really messing up tonight. Just sitting around and talking around and on and on. And on. I, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you. And I'm wanting to reinforce it and underline it and dot it. Your faith better not be built on the emotion of revival. Your faith better not be built on just the testimony of another. Your faith better be built upon the word of God. When you are all alone in the black of the night, you can reach out and say, Okay, God, it's me and you but I know you're here and God is going to come and answer you let's worship him let's love him let's love him let's love him Woo! hallelujah 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 by faith Abraham left all and sojourned into a strange land. By faith Moses led the children of Israel across the Red Sea. By faith Noah built the ark to the saving of his household. By faith Rahab hung the scarlet line out of the window saving her own life. By faith Joshua shouted the walls down. By faith Ezekiel preached until he preached the church into existence. I'm telling you if your faith is built on the word you can be like Ezekiel and walk out there in the middle of a boneyard. Ain't nothing looking at you but the blanks empty eye sockets of skulls whatever teeth is hung left in the jaws but if your faith is in the word and you know the word said you preach to these bones you prophesy to the wind let the whole world look at you like an idiot I imagine there wasn't a whole bunch going on inside old Ezekiel it's probably kind of hard how, how do you think he got started preaching that message You, you think he stood out there and opened a scroll and said, Well, if there's anybody here, stand. <laughs> think he got out there and said, I'm going to be reading tonight from the fourth page of the old Aramaic scroll. <laughs> 
You know, if, if, if his faith was just built in emotion, the dude was dead before he started. He was in trouble before he... I've kind of felt like I've been in a couple of them places before. But you, know, you know what I mean, Brother Nathan? It, it'd be kind of hard, wouldn't it, just be looking at bleached bones? I don't know how he got started, but Sister Kimmy got started. Maybe he could have prophesied and preach to them bones. And he, he probably wasn't feeling a whole bunch until he started hearing, hearing them bones roll. So seeing knuckle bones start lining up and, and thumb bones getting there and then jumping on the hand bone and hand bone getting on that wrist bone, wrist bone getting on that, that forearm bone and getting on that elbow bone and then jumping up there on that shoulder bone then getting on that collar bone and he probably started feeling something. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the head bone got a hold of the neck bone and neck bone jumped on that shoulder bone and it got on that spine bone and started going down and he started preaching like a house of fire and got on the hip bone and down on the leg bone, got on that knee bone. He preached and preached and preached. He may not have started out going very good, but by this time I imagine he was wound up. All bones all over that valley jumping back where they belong and then sin you getting a hold of them and then flesh jumping on them and then God said oh no now preach to the wind and he was wound up and started preaching to the wind and an army rose if your faith is on the word you can stand in a graveyard and have revival Hey, they ain't, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I don't know a preacher alive that doesn't love to preach. When it's flowing and ripping and, man, people are on their ear and choir singing and, man, people's everywhere. They're doing the Watusi or whatever. I don't know a preacher alive that don't want to preach like that. I said when people are on their ear. Uh, and some can preach that ain't preachers in that kind of condition. But if your faith is in the Word, you can walk into a city like Hutchison, Brother Elder. And you can say, well, I'm here to stay and build a church for God. And storms are going to come, wind's going to blow, and people, some's going to like me and some's going to love me. And some's going to hate me. But God said, you go preach and I'm going to raise up an army. You go preach, I'm going to build a church. You go preach, my name is going to be declared in this city. You go have revival, I'm going to be there with you. It don't matter who's against you, I'm for you. So whoever's against you, it don't matter. You just, you just go ahead. I'm telling somebody tonight, I don't know who you are, but you hear this. You better get your faith in God's Word. His Word will never fail. <laughs> for we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness. How? By faith. Some people don't believe in the rapture by the way they live. 
And the reason they don't believe in it is because it takes faith. Through the eye of faith, Abraham said, God will provide. Caleb said, I shall drive them out. Jonathan said, the Lord doesn't save by few or many. And David said, the Lord will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. When your faith is in the Word, and you put the Word to the acid test, when all the smoke and dust settles, His Word is forever settled in heaven. I'm here to tell you tonight, the Word tells us, according to your faith, so be it unto you. How many of you here tonight need a touch from God? Are you honest enough to raise your hand? How many of you believe God's going to do it? How many of you believe He's able to do it? When's He going to do it? Why don't you let Him right now? Why don't we stand and let God touch us? Why don't you stand and let God minister to your life? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe you right now. I believe you right now. I believe you right now. I believe you right now, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah! 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 Why don't you let God do it right now? Why don't you let Him heal you? Why don't you let Him save you? Right now. Right now. Right now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not yet seen. I'm talking about tenacious faith that says, God, I ain't quitting till you touch me. I'm not quitting till I get it. I'm not quitting till I receive. Faith that says, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! What are you going to do when the brook dries up? I'm going to follow the Word of God. I'm going to follow the voice of God. I'll get down to Zarephath. And there I'm going to help a woman. Never run out of meal again. Never run out of oil again. Why don't you believe God? I'm begging you right now. Don't have faith in just whoever comes to this altar or how many people come and pray. Why don't your faith be in God right now? God, you may not touch another person in tonight, but you are going to touch me. I believe you, God. I believe you. Lord, I believe. I believe you. 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 Lord, I if you need a job, 
Why don't you thank God for it? If you need help in your finances, why don't you believe that God's going to come through and do it right now? Right now. Right now. We don't have to put it off. Got a problem in your home? Why don't you give it to God right now and accept your answer right now? I believe God. These signs shall follow them that believe. Lord, I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be made whole. I believe if I can just get his attention, he's going to say, Bartimaeus, what do you want from me? Now is the hour of my visitation. Right now. Right now. Right now. I believe you. Hallelujah! I believe God right now! Right now, right now, all things are possible. I believe you right now. Lord, I believe. I believe. Lord, Lord I, I believe. I believe possible. Sing it, sister. I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. passage of scripture to you tonight and then I'm going to ask you to pray in some very specific areas Paul writing to the Corinthian church in his second address to them in the fourth chapter he said so we 
having the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Now some of you, and I hope you're not guilty of this, but it'd be very easy for some people not to put a bunch of importance on what we're fixing to do. But I'm telling you, if you believe, you're going to speak. Paul wrote to them and said, I believe, therefore have I spoken. Therefore have I spoken. Some of you have some very specific needs in your life. Some of you need a job. Some of you need help in your finances. Some of you have trouble in your marriage. Some of you have trouble with your children. Some of you have trouble with your spouse. Some of you just have trouble. Some of you are sick. We're going to sing this chorus again, and I'll tell you what I want you to do. I want you to start naming some things and speaking some things. Instead of, God, you know what's going on in my life. I, don't want, I want you to say, God, I am asking you to help me. Give me wisdom between to work out the situation between me and my spouse. I, I am declaring it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I am speaking it in the name of the Lord. God, I, I am speaking to you about my son. Call his name. God, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, God, I'm putting that man back on the altar. I want you to do something in his life. God, I, I'm speaking right now in faith. I, I, I've got to have a job, and I am telling you, I have got to have a job. I believe it, Lord. This is why I'm telling you. And God, I've got to make X amount of dollars. God, I'm sick and I've got whatever. My eyes are bad or my, my health is bad, my heart, my kidney, my liver, whatever. And God, I want you to speak to my liver and heal it. I want you to speak to my heart and mend it. I believe, therefore have I spoken. You're my father and you're not going to lie. How many believe I hear you? Yes. Let's pray. Let's speak. Let's talk to God. You know what you have need of. You know what you need God to do in your life. You know what you have need of. God, you know I need a trailer. You know, God, I need a roof over the heads of my boys and my wife. God, you know how much money I have and how much I don't have. Nothing is impossible for you to do. Nothing. I am asking you to supply my needs. I am asking you to supply them tonight. I want you to do it tonight. I believe, God, that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ever ask or think. It's according to the power that worketh in me. I am asking you to give me a trailer. Give me a roof over my family's head.
Oh God. Oh God. Give me the finances to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've given me everything I've got. Everything I have, you've given to me. I want to thank you for doing it. I thank you for it. I claim it in Jesus' name. I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm not going to take anything less, God, than your perfect will for me. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Help me with my taxes. Supply my needs. Supply them. God, you put gold coins in a fish's mouth for the disciples to pay their taxes. You can do it for me. I'm asking you to do it tonight. Do it for Brother Elder God. I want you to perform a miracle. Do it, Jesus! Hallelujah! Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah! God, I want you to give this church that pay and pack building. I want you to give them that big, I want you to give them that building. Give them that building, God. Give them that building. Give this church that edifice. Let them build a place for Hallelujah. Oh, God. I'm standing on your word. Ain't nothing going to drive me off of it. Nothing's going to make me back off of it, God. Hallelujah. 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 Let's thank God for it. Let's thank God for hearing us. Let's thank God for supplying our needs. All things are things are possible Lord I believe Lord I believe Lord I believe Lord I believe Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe Jesus. I believe Jesus. I believe Jesus. I believe all things are possible. Tomorrow about this time. I believe tomorrow about this time Lord, revival in Samaria plenty in Samaria Lord, oh. all things are possible Let's sing it. 
Oh Lord, I believe. Yes, Lord, I believe. All things are possible. I believe you, God. I believe you, God. I believe all things are possible. Let's lift our voices again and thank Him. Everybody all over the house, let's lift our voices in thanksgiving. Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for answering my cry. Thank you for supplying my need. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. God, we praise you, Jesus. Thank you, God. out in faith church don't have to be over unless you want it over but those of you that's going to have it You know what Abraham did? He took his raiment over that sacrifice and he said, you buzzards, you get out of here. You files of the air. Satan called, Jesus called the files of the air Satan. I'm telling you, Satan's come to take away the seed of faith that's already come tonight. You need to stand here and take your jacket at your sacrifice and say, get out of here, you buzzards. Get out of here, you files of the air. Get out of here. This is mine. 
You can't have it. This belongs to my master. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Ah, yes, hallelujah, God. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 